My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We have a very, very exciting guest coming on today with quite the story and is doing some amazing things. Eric Degotti has spent the past 20 years in the fitness industry as a coach, trainer, and instructor. His company, One Human Performance, provides fitness, training, and wellness services in New Jersey. Eric has a list of training clients that include individuals who've been Olympic gold medalists, Gatorade and NJ Players of the Year, All-Americans National Champions, World Series, Series Champions, and Pro Bowl athletes. He's also worked with many high-level county, state, national, and world champion sports teams. Absolutely amazing, Eric. And he's also the host of the Principles of Performance podcast. Super excited for the conversation ahead of us today, you guys. We're going to have some great takeaways from um, this amazing leader here. So Eric, welcome to the show. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. How's it going? Going great. Thanks for having me, Brittany. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. So Eric, you know, before we really jump into any questions, um, Tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get to where you are today? Because you are doing some amazing things and I really would love to share it with the people listening. Got it. So I wish it was this, you know, situation where I said, I'm going to go to school to learn to be, uh, you know, a fitness professional. And then I'm going to work with all these professional athletes and teams and speak and, you know, teach around the world. And they had this planned out, but it, it really wasn't at all. It was one effort, you know, one lucky opportunity after the next. And, you know, the, what I found was the harder I worked, the luckier I got, you know, and, and so right. it kind of started that, um, you know, I didn't really even have intentions of being a trainer or coach. Uh, I thought I, I wanted something to do with fitness and if I can get involved in sports and somehow, cause I always played sports growing up and really liked working out, but didn't think it was going to be a career, uh, started out, uh, where I thought I'd really kind of look to do sales or something in that area. And somebody said, well, why don't you just, you know, this gym I was at said, you know, it's a pretty large facility. He said, why don't you just, you know, learn to be a trainer where you can put you on the floor. And that way, while you're here, I can introduce you to a bunch of the companies that we work with. And so I, I did that and realized it was a pretty low bar for entry. And it was really not that difficult to become successful if you really just cared about what you did. And so I said, right. you know what, this, this is going to, I'm going to pivot off of this and uh, I could do pretty well. Um, ended up, you know, changing gears completely studied, you know, exercise science in, in, in school, uh, built up a clientele from there left. I, I opened up my own facility, which I had for over 12 years, grew that to the point where we were over 10,000 square feet. We had nine different trainers as well as, per, you know, uh, group classes, nutritional counseling, physical therapy, chiropractic, all that under one roof. And simultaneously, I was also getting engaged on the educational side. I, I met with uh, these guys out of Virginia, uh, Gray Cook and Lee Burton, who started a company called Functional Movement Systems. And right at the time where they were starting to build their, their um, credibility and getting to be known all over the world for teaching this, this movement assessment system, they brought me on as an assistant instructor and eventually a lead instructor, and then started to teach for them for the past 15 years. And that made a bunch of introductions and got me into 
teaching everybody from the people who work with the Navy SEALs to major universities and things like that. <clears throat> and then I was also starting to do more and more consulting with, with athletes and teams. And that led into different situations and opportunities where I, I worked with the New York Giants for, for nine years from uh, 2007 to 2016. And so one opportunity just kind of opened up the door for the next opportunity. And I just kept hustling and, and you know, excited to see what comes next. That is incredible. Just the doors kept opening and so many opportunities kept coming your way. Like absolutely amazing. I, I can't even like, my mind is blown with how many um, interesting people and clients you've had, you know, that are high level, right? That's incredible. So congratulations. This is exciting. So right now, tell me where, where are you at in your business exactly? What's your biggest focus right now? So, you know, my industry in particular, and a lot did, you know, got hit really hard by COVID. And my industry in particular, uh, we just had a guest on uh, who was giving us some statistics that were really kind of, uh, you know, really hit you in the heart in that prior to COVID, there was about 220,000 fitness professionals and strength coaches working in the private sector. And now uh, there's maybe 100,000. And uh, with that, a good amount of those are new people in the industry. So we lost, you know, anywhere between half to three quarters of our industry uh, just couldn't survive it. Whether they had facilities they couldn't keep open or whether they just Mm -hmm. realized that, you know, Pay, you know, getting paid dollars for hours, just they couldn't survive. And, and unfortunately, I lost a lot of colleagues that way. And so the, the ones that survived, we had to figure out ways to pivot. And, you know, the first thing was everybody tried to go virtual. Um, so right. I started investigating different options with that. And so, um, and then also looking at, okay, people were taking education vir- virtually and looking for content that way. And so, both of these things that that really came out of a hardship ended up be, becoming a somewhat of a blessing in that uh, the, the two main projects that I'm working on now came out of that. The one is uh, I was able to build my own uh, training app where I can train people virtually. And I would have never had the opportunity to do that or really pursue that had it not been for COVID. And so now right. it's gotten to a point where I'm getting ready to launch that. And um, it, it's... I'm really excited about what I'm able to do with that. The second thing was in terms of the educational component in educating coaches and trainers and so forth. And uh, I hooked up with a guy that I had been teaching with and become friendly with for for many years, Mike Perry, who's another well-known fitness professional up in, in the Northeast in the Boston area. And we put together this program, this program that teaches just that, teaches physical therapists, strength coaches, and fitness professionals on how to write programs, which believe it or not, not a lot of them know how to do. And so we came up with a course called Principles of Program Design. And to get the word out, we were doing a lot of social media and putting out a ton of content. And then we started doing some Instagram lives and that was getting some good traction. And then there's some clunkiness to that. Not everybody can get to that very easily. It's not as accessible to everybody. So we said, well, let's just turn into a podcast. And we are uh, 15 episodes in and we have lucked out that we have got some of the top names in the industry have come on and had some really, really um, some, some deep, really cool conversations that range from everything from um, the mental side of things. We've had the, the mental performance coach of the Washington Nationals um, to the uh, bridge between physical therapy and um and training to uh, the current fitness fitness industry trends to you know uh, you name it and and we've really lucked out and we have a bunch more lined up so we're super excited about that as well. Absolutely. So so you know COVID and 
COVID was the reason you were able to work, even put thought into, you know, starting that training app and educating um, with those online courses and then starting the podcast as well. So for you, it was an okay thing going through the COVID or was there a big struggle before then? Well, it, yeah, it definitely changed a lot. You know, I was, I would go out, you know, anywhere from eight to 12 times a year where I'd be on planes and trains and automobiles going out and teaching people all over the world where, you know, we were just talking before we came on, I've been to, you know, Canada, you know, probably six, six or seven times easily. I've got, I've taught everywhere from down to Argentina, out to Taiwan, to the West coast and kind of all over. And that all went away. Uh, I was actually teaching in Nashville when the entire U.S. shut down and, you know, um, the the live workshops of, of in-person education went away and it's just starting to come back now. We've, we've, we've taught a couple live workshops for our course, um, but that was, a, that was a big hit in terms of people who do what I do in terms of live education, um, which means I needed to, to look for other avenues. And so I had to go back to some of the things that I had done previously. Part of that was consulting with teams um, and, and working with uh, some of the high schools in my area and consulting with their sports programs. Um, and so that was able to kind of keep me afloat while I worked on these other projects. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I think it definitely relatable in regards to the COVID and, um, with, with the unique niche that you're, or sorry, I guess it's not very unique. There's a lot of people doing what you're doing and I know that they, they struggled a lot. I had a friend also kind of doing the same thing, but not working with high level people like you have been or, or traveling with it, but very much struggled. She, she actually as well lost, um, lost everything because of that, uh, what she was doing with work. So, um, that was unfortunate, very relatable for sure. So Eric, tell me a little bit about, um, you know, how the podcast is tying into your business right now. Well, the main thing we want to have, at least as far as the, the principles of program design education uh, workshops that we're putting together. We have uh, an online workshop, we have a live workshop, and then we have multiple smaller modules that we're building. And the main thing as far as how to write a program. So if you came to me, Brittany, and said, I want to you know, look better, feel better, perform better, any of those things, I have to have a process in order to do that. In order to do that, yeah. I need to have a system to put that process through, which is not which is setting the bar a lot higher than most people think for fitness. Most people think it's like, I'm going to go, they're going to show me a bunch of exercises, make me tired and sore. And I come back and do it a couple of days later. That's a, that's just getting a workout and you can go on YouTube and get that for free. There's no value in that, right? Mm -hmm. Getting a program is much different. Getting a program is saying, okay, you're right now at point A, you want to be at point C, B is what I do, teaching you the steps to get from where you are now to where you want to be. And there needs to be a systematic process for that. But there's no one way to do that. And, you know, the tagline we use is that we're the, we talk about the art and science of, of programming, that there's a science to absolutely what, what we do. There's, it's what we study. And there's people that, that do research every day on what are the best mechanisms that to, to, for, to make someone look or feel or perform better. But there's an art to how I apply that because you know, attached to that mechanism that we're applying it to is a, is a beating heart and a, and, a, and a thoughtful mind that we need to get attached to that program and get them to buy in and get them to make this part of their non-negotiable habits every day. And there's an art to that. And if you don't know how to apply all those, 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 the scientific principles with a systematic approach, 
then you're just really, you know, guessing and hoping. Um, and, and if your clients aren't bought into your programs and they're not getting great results, it's generally because you don't have a system. And so the podcast allows us to bring in people from all within our industry, from the, the rehab side, from the, from the, some of the best strength coaches and fitness professionals and, and industry leaders that can say, this is my way of going about it. But then you, the next week, you're going to hear somebody that's a different way of going about it. And they're both insanely successful. So there is no one absolute way to do this. Right. But there are certain principles that we have to in questions that, you know, that we have to follow and questions that we have to answer. And so that's really what our, our course and our, our education is about. This is amazing. Yeah. And just having those experts on the show to share what they're doing and what's working for them and really speaking value to the people that are listening to your podcast is incredible. So uh, tell me how you go about getting these amazing guests. Is it just because you have so many connections with your, your work history or your career history and everything like that? Or uh, I mean, is it referrals? How do, what's your process of getting the guests on the show? For me, I've I've luckily built up a, a, a pretty good contact list over the years. Right. And so um it, you know it's there's you know, as our last guest is a great example of you never know uh who in your network is is gonna do what for you and 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 always talk to everybody. So the great example, there's a guy by the name of Dr. John Russin. He's built an educational course. Uh, somewhat similar to ours on uh, for for fitness professionals, and he's become insanely successful. I think he told us that he's by the end of this year he will have certified eight thousand people around the world in his wow. method. John and I met, and I didn't even re- I didn't even realize it. I, I hate to admit it, I didn't realize that he we had met many years ago, and okay. um, he sent me an email uh, maybe a, a couple years ago. And said, Hey, listen, I want you to know that I really appreciate what you did for me, you know, back when I was starting out. And I'm trying to remember, like, what was that? So I look back through the email chain. I was speaking at a conference and he was there. He was a kid fresh out of school um, and kind of trying to find his direction. And he reached out to me, like a lot of people who who attend my workshops and, and, you know, conference that I speak at, just with some questions. And I said, Hey, you know, you got a bunch of questions here. It might be easier if we just jump on a call. So, Jumped on a call with him and, and probably spent, I don't know, I might've spent an hour with him just talking with through some stuff. And he said many, and so when he, you know, many years later, he emailed me, he's like, you know, I never, I never forgot that. That meant a lot to me that someone who's up on that stage where I want to be took the time with me. And now he's having this wild success. So when I reach out to him to be on the podcast, he's like, I would love to be on the podcast. So that was an example of just like, you know, people who have, I've had people in my class that were just that they were just that trainer starting out or that coach starting out. And now I look and all of a sudden they're a strength coach in the, you know, for the national hockey league, I look and see, okay, well that, you know, that guy turned out to, to, you know, be this hugely successful presenter in my industry. And so, you know, by having those connections, it wasn't so much me trying to suck up to, you know, whoever these people are, it was people that, that, you know, it was a genuine interaction of how can I help you? And then they're happy to, you know, help me in return. So I'm kind of calling in a lot of those favors and, and really lucking out with, with some of the people that we're getting. And then what happens is becomes a little bit snowballed when I can send you an email and say, Hey, I've had so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so on the last five episodes are like, Oh, wow. I want to, I want to be part of that. Um, and so, so that's, that's how we've, we've kind of lucked out. And I have a, I have a, a wish list that I put together of probably, 
a hundred names that I want to get to before it's all said and done. Um, and that list kind of grows every day as I hear different people on other podcasts or see them speak and say, I'd, I'd love to get a chance to go in a long form format and, and pick this person's brain and, and have a back to back. And what's cool for us from the, from the business building side is let's say we get on someone who's a huge guest um, their following may not know about us, but now when they see an hour conversation where we're shoulder to shoulder with them, having a really good exchange and really coming up with some thoughtful ideas, they're like, wow, that, that, if I really like him, I really like the conversation they had with these guys, I'm going to start following them. And it doesn't mean exactly. they go out and buy our course that day. It means that, you know, maybe in six months or a year or five years from now, we're going to hit, we're going to say something that's going to strike a chord with them. And they say, you know, I, I got to find out more about that. And so that's yeah. really where we're taking the slow road and much more of a grassroots approach um, and really trying to deliver uh, genuine information. And the other thing that, that, that we're built on is, you know, I've been doing this, I'm going to be at, next year, it'll be 25 years doing it. Um, Mike, who's my partner's just over just about 20 years. So we have, you know, a bunch of experiences and, and we always say, we're going to give you not only a bunch, you know, a bunch of stuff that we've learned, but we're going to give you all the stuff that we screwed up. So you don't have to make those mistakes as a young professional. You don't have to make and the same so, mistakes. Exactly. And so that's our biggest thing is now is we're kind of looking at, you know what, we're, we want to leave a legacy in, in our industry and our legacy is paying it forward with sharing as much information as we possibly can. That's going to be valuable for, for, for the people who are coming up that the stuff that I wish I would have known 20 years ago. This is all so incredible. What a story, you know, you didn't even realize at the time that the, the guy you brought on, you know, he reached out to you and he was asking questions and you got on a call with him and, and now look at his success. Like, you know, the impact that you're really making on these people's lives is huge. And, um, I, I just find that story really nice and, and inspirational for sure, because obviously you're making a big difference in this world and, uh, you know, they appreciate it too. And they, you know, and that's great for your podcast. Cause they're going to want to come on and, you know, like you said, return the favor, which is amazing. Um, and then that will lead to later down the road, probably, or maybe instantly, you know, the clients wanting to join the program and stuff like that. Uh, you know, when they're at 12 o'clock and they're like, yeah, I need to know more. I need to get up. I need to be a part of this program and see, um, see what it's all about. So that's, that's interesting. I like it. So in regards to, you know, your sales process with the program, tell me a little bit about that. Do any of the guests that come on the show, do they ever turn out to be clients of yours or do they more so just, you know, the people listening from the podcast come to you and ask about your, your, um, your program, your yeah, so, education on building the program. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So the, the podcast is, is, is really the intention of that is to get people to say, Hey, I like their approach. And I like the way they think and the way that they're going about this. And so whatever the topic may be, um, and because we want to have it super wide ranging um, in, in our industry, there's a unique art to being uh, a, a balance between being a, a specialist and really knowing your stuff. So if I have, uh, you know, just before I came on here, I just came from the field. I had a pro soccer player I was working with. And so I need to have be enough of a specialist that I know how to develop field speed that he needs to go back out and play after coming back after a knee injury. Okay. Right. But I also be, have to be enough of a generalist 
that I understand all that's encompassed in what that what that uh, needs to happen. And what that means, I need to also know about his his nutrition, his sleep, his stress management, his uh, injury history and medical history and training history, and be able to manage all this information and ha- be able to deliver um, palatable and useful information that he can implement right there and, and, and make as a hat part of his habits every day. And so you have to be enough of a generalist that, you know, a lot about, you know, a little bit about a lot of things and, you know, a lot about a few things. Right. Right. hundred percent. Uh, now what are your thoughts on, you know, organic versus paid acquisition? Tell me a little bit about how you guys work that with what you're doing. We, we haven't done and, and don't, and we actually had this conversation yesterday uh, with Mike and I, we really don't have any uh, aspirations at this point for, for paid acquisition, just because nice. the, the, one of the, the, the main, you know, and it's not going to make us grow as fast or as, as, as large as some others could be, but one of the big, you know, things that is a selling point for us is that, you know, there's a lot of people in our industry that are very successful, but I hate to say it, feeling like them. <laughs> and so like right. you go to conferences, they're like, wow, you know, I love what he says. And I, I've read his books or I've seen her speak and she's awesome, but I, I just don't like them. Right. We're, yeah. you know, the biggest thing that, that we want to be able to have is that, that even though you may not agree exactly with what we say, which is we're totally good with, um, we want to have it to where we, you can relate to where we're coming from. Cause we're in, we're doing it with you. We're not somebody that is in this for the wrong reasons. We're, we're right. doing that cause we went through that. And, you know, as much as it's cool that, you know, I've worked with the athletes or teams or situations that I've worked with. And Mike has been super successful. He works with a ton of big name athletes and a lot of MMA fighters and people in the UFC as well. We also, so cool. you know, we're also not to, we're also not shy to, to, to show our scars, meaning that we're not the per- person on stage saying, look at me and how much I know and who I work with. You know, I'll be the first person to tell you that, that the way I started as a trainer was at a big box gym that, you know, I started with no clients, none, no promise of an income, nothing. And, uh, I basically, uh, you know, the way I would get clients is there was a little box at the front desk that you could fill out a, a slip and enter to win a free session. And I'd get to the gym at five o'clock every morning and I'd empty the box and I'd wait till nine Oh one. And I'd call everybody who had filled out a slip and said, congratulations, you won train them for free. And hopefully I impress them enough that they'll come back and do, you know, another session. And then hopefully that leads to more sessions and more sessions. Right. Right. <clears throat> and you know, the same thing that's the sales that used to get a couple free sessions when you joined with your membership, I would train all the salespeople at the gym and say, Hey, give me, you know, all the leads so I can take them. And I wasn't, I would train anybody, everybody would listen where a lot of the other trainers in the gym didn't like me because of that, but they also strolled in at nine o'clock. They also didn't do those extra things that they I didn't did. Put up the extra and, work. Mm-hmm. and so, you know, there's a lot of hustle that went into getting all those things to happen. You know, the, 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 you know, the, the, an NFL team doesn't find you in the phone book, right? They don't Google you. They, it's a matter of that. You, you know, I, like I said, the harder I worked, the, the luckier I got, it was just really taking advantage of those opportunities. And when you got those opportunities, you, you did the best with them. You know, when I work with a, with professional athletes, I'm not running around and, and, you know, saying their name to anybody who'll listen and, and, Posting that right. everywhere, anywhere, and everywhere, all over over uh, social media, just to get people to like me and you know make it think that I made this person this 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 you know talented uh, specimen. It's really about being genuine 
whether it's on with the professional people we deal with or whether it's being genuine with our, you know, FaceTime with our individual clients. And that's really the biggest thing is, is that is hard to scale and get to get that message across in a, you know, in, in anything other than a really organic, genuine way. Right. And like you said about being open to talking about the struggles and like, you know, you're not the one on stage. You're just like, Oh, I just got here overnight. You know, this, and I've worked with, like you have struggles and you're open to being uh, vulnerable about them, which is huge. And I feel like that builds trust with people. And it also is a relatable, right? Like you put in the hard work, you, you know, there's challenges that come to the next level and you've gone through them. So um, the fact that you're open to sharing that with people, I think in the long run, absolutely in the long run is much, much better for your business anyways. Right. So. Yeah. And I'm so, never going to be the, 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 the coach or the trainer that people are clicking on or buying from because I have, you know, six pack abs or because I, you know, I yeah. breaking bench press records and that kind of stuff, because that's what also makes it more, you know, reality for people to see that, like, this is a, this is someone that is not a, a character on social media. This is someone yeah. who's, who's a real human being who can relate to you on a human level. Exactly. Building that relationship first. Right. And I, I think mm-hmm. you're like, I don't remember if you mentioned this or not, but I feel like a lot of the people are just in it for the sale. Right. And they don't actually care about the person they're working with. Right. Um, so the fact that you do, and you really make, you know, an effort to build that relationship and not show off and this and that, that's huge. I think. Um, and I think that's very attractive organic marketing alone. Right. So incredible. So what, what is your biggest pain point when it comes to getting, you know, and I know we kind of touched on this, but if you want to dive a little deeper on the biggest pain point when it comes to getting more clients, new clients and customers. It's, it's probably kind of circling back to what we were just talking about is the noise that people have to deal with that they, they, it's hard for them to discern because you get drawn to the shiny objects or where you're going to see, you know, the six pack abs, you're going to see these, these killer workouts or whatever. And the, the reality is of, of that is that a lot of the people that you're seeing that, that are getting the most clicks and the likes and so forth, the, the sad reality is none of them have ever trained anybody other than themselves. Uh, so they don't have any experience of actually taking you and making you better. They just mm-hmm. learn how to make themselves better, whether it was with uh, good genetics or drugs or an, uh, an overzealous lifestyle that most people can't live, uh, you know, in reality, you know, that's what you're competing against. And I always joke with, you know, my son, you know, and I, or both my kids who are now in college and I, you know, my one son studying accounting as an example. And I said, the benefit you have over what I have is that when you get out in the world and you try to get your, make a name for yourself, you don't have to compete with accounting enthusiasts, meaning you don't have people who are like really into accounting. And now I'm going to start an Instagram accounting, you know, account and, and give them all my advice. But that happens to me every single day where, you know, I've spent 25 years honing my craft and learning every single day. And I have to compete against, you know, hey, can, can I do the same workout that The Rock is doing? Like The Rock is not a fitness professional. The Rock is a freak professional athlete. No, you yeah. can't do the same workout they're doing. But right. that's kind of what I have to, to go up against is that, you know, they're getting stuff for clicks as opposed to results. And if you really saw what I did with, you know, even the highest level athletes, 
it's sometimes not the sexiest stuff. It's, it's really stuff that's going to, that's going to be systematically applied and it's not going to be something that really draws your eye in it. 10, 15 second video. Um, Cause a lot of that stuff is just that it's eyewash. It's eye candy. That, That's all it is. Um, mm-hmm. Which, you know, so to, to distinguish myself from that and all the noise out there is, is probably one of the biggest challenges in my industry is that I'm competing against influencers who aren't professionals that never, never trained anybody. Um, and they're just, in, they're really just fitness and people like working out. They're just fitness enthusiasts. Absolutely. And like you said, just for the clicks and the people that are clicking on that and like drawn and attracted to that don't realize, you know, don't realize the background that goes into it and everything like that. And the the system and program, like we were talking about earlier. Um, Yeah. So completely understand that and believe that some of the people listening will be able to relate to that as well, because it's, it's hard to stand out sometimes. Right. And with all the noise and everything like that, what would you say your, your next strategy is going to be in regards to, you know, getting past that? Um, we're just going to continue it- to, to, yeah, continue to plug away. It just providing uh, practical, valuable information. Um, and, you know, it, some people look at it where uh, they don't want to give away a lot. I remember back when I was, you know, starting out when I was in that big box gym, there was a bunch of, I think we had 18 trainers at the facility and wow. I was one of the top grossing trainers. And, and I remember we we're in a staff meeting and they were talking about ideas to try to get some of the other trainers more business and develop their business. And um, the one trainer, I remember she said, she said, well, you can't tell them everything because then they won't come back. And I said, well, if you could tell them everything in one session, you just don't know enough things. Like yeah, we're not yeah. going to run out of stuff to You're teach you. Like to. I have, so, and, and so that's where that, that approach of like, I'm only going to share the, this little bit of nominal information that's not really useful. And if you really want something useful, you got to click here and buy this and do that. We don't want to be those guys. Like we want to give you so much information that even if you never bought our course, you can still be significantly better after taking in some of the, taking in the information. And the idea is almost the other way to say, well, if I'm getting all this stuff, you know, for free, I can only imagine how much value they're going to supply. Or I can, if I see how much I'm getting out of this two minute video, I can imagine sitting for eight hours in a course, what they could actually teach me. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you, Eric, you know, I know we're getting close to the end of um, our episode here, but you know, if anyone listening is in the same kind of industry as you, and obviously facing a lot of the same struggles um, throughout their journey, um, as you've been in this for so long and have so much, like, you know, a lot about everything that you're sharing with us. So if you don't mind, what would be your biggest piece of, of advice for people who are just starting this journey? Um, is to don't be scared to be humble. You're not too good for anything. And, and, you know, I can't tell you many people when they knew I work with, you know, a pro team that would say, Hey, I want to work with them. And you're like, you know what, that that's insulting to me that you think I'm just going to hand over the phone and give you a name that, that I took 20 years to get to that opportunity. Right. And to say that you're right, you have to go through your process and you have to earn the right to do it. I used to do an exercise with my, I used to do two exercises with my um, trainers and coaches that work for me when I had my facility. And these would be the most valuable exercise to do yourself. The one was called the million dollar trainer. 
And I said, okay, well, if you want to make a million dollars a year as a trainer, and we did the math and, you know, based on how many sessions you do a week and so forth, you'd have to train, you'd have to charge a couple thousand dollars a session. And I said, there's, there's actually people out there who, who are in, in that range. And I said, if you were to do that, um, what things would you do in that session? Would you just show up or show up five minutes late? Would you show up with a cutoff t-shirt? Would you be eating your lunch while it was happening? Would you be on your phone? Would you... No, obviously not, but that's what a lot of people do. And mm-hmm. they don't, and they say, well, that's because I'm only getting $75 for the session. Well, I, you're never going to get to the $1,000 session if you keep treating everything like a $75 session. I've yeah. treated my free sessions like $1,000 sessions. So that was the first thing is that million dollar trainer idea that if you have to be that act as if Person. you are that now, right. In order to become that, you don't just be, you don't, it doesn't work the other way around. And then the other way, the other way I'd look at it is I'd say, we used to do a dream client exercise where I'd say, everybody write down who would be your absolute dream client. Um, if you, anybody in the world could walk in and, and say, I'm going to sign up with you right now, who would that be? And we'd write down different names and, you know, me growing up as a, as a little kid dreaming of playing for the New York Yankees and being a huge Yankee fan, I said, you know, mine was Derek Jeter and saying he, at the time he was the biggest athlete in the world on, on my favorite team. And I said, if I could pick one guy, that would be my guy. And then the question is, all right, let's say they walked in the door right now. Are you actually ready to handle them? Could you actually impress them enough to say, yeah, this is the spot. And that means when you walk in, the place has to look presentable. You have to look presentable and you have to convince this person that you're the person. Skip all the other million people in the industry that you're the person. And I was fully confident that any day that happened, I was ready for it because I wanted to be ready for it because it may happen someday. It never did, but that's the preparation I want to have that if I want to train that dream client, I have to live up to my end of the deal, right? Not just the dream client falls in my lap. So that would, uh, the biggest thing I would say is to say, who's that dream client? Or if you can be making a million dollars, you're doing this, how would you act? How would you behave? How would you go about your business? And that's how you should treat your free sessions, let alone whatever you're getting now. And that's how you get to that level. This is perfect. I'm so glad you mentioned that. It's funny because on the last three interviews I did yesterday, that was the same kind of conversation like yourself. You're very successful. So are these other um, guests who came on my show and they had said the same thing. You have to act as if you're already that person to get there. You have to. And that's one of like, that's a huge, huge part of it is like, you know, maybe you're not exactly where you want to be right now, but to get there, you got to already have that mindset that you are that person, you know? So that is huge. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And, and the other thing is take what you do very seriously. Don't take yourself too seriously. That's right. The, people get that. They get the opposite of that. They take themselves very seriously, but they don't take what they do seriously enough. Exactly. Uh, too, too many people still do that. Right. So uh, mm-hmm. that is a huge piece of advice. And, you know, um, I just, I wanted to ask you, since you met, mentioned dream uh, customer or dream clients with the people you were working with, tell me who right now would be some of your dream clients, you know, or dream guests that come on the show. But I know you have worked with some amazing, amazing, amazing people, but tell me, is there any, or is it still the one you mentioned from earlier? No, right. I mean, uh, right now, you know, the, the focus has changed um, to where now my biggest thing is how can I make the biggest impact um, on a grander scale? 
right? So, so I'm not doing a whole lot of the, hand, the hands-on training I do now is, is somewhat minimal and it's by referral only. Um, the idea of why, why I'm launching the app, it allows me to scale myself because now yeah. what I can do is I can work with people all over the world and they can get video demonstration and coaching for me. They can get their, all their nutrition tracking. They can do virtual calling and messaging all through the, everything is, I'm, it's like I'm there coaching you um, right. through that. And so I can do it at a much larger scale. So instead of me having to train you one-on-one physically in one location, I, it allows me to scale on a, on a larger level. The, on the flip side, the principles of performance and the, and the principles of program design project, that allows me to, to kind of help build the next generation in my industry. And if in those two things, if I can leave a legacy and impact more people, that's more, so it's not a dream client, it's a more of a dream scenario How many people can I impact by the time I hang this up? Absolutely. Like that a lot. You know, that next, that next focus and desire um, sounds amazing. And like you said, virtually you're able to impact way more people, honestly, and scale at a higher level, just because you're able to connect with people from all over the world, not just in New Jersey or, you know, um, so that makes a huge difference as well. So Eric, I want to thank you again for being able to come on the show today. I know we're just about at the end of the episode here. Um, Anybody listening that is wanting to connect with you, what would be the best way? Uh, The easiest hub is just to go to my main website, which is my name, Eric Degatti, E-R-I-C-D-A-G-A-T-I. And on there, I have a couple things. One is you have... um, links to all the different projects I'm working on, to the principles of program design, to the podcast, to the apps. Um, those things are all on there, as well as links to all my social media and previous podcast appearances, which this one will be on there once, once it's out. Um, Thank you. And then the, and then the other one, uh, the other thing that I put on there, because I do a lot of appearances like this and also do a lot of public speaking, is I put a feature on there called Ask Eric. Because in formats like this, people can't call in or, or, or you know, ask a question. Or sometimes a person's in a workshop or a conference and they're scared to raise their hand and, and ask their question because they fear that they're going to, you know, uh, you, you know, not get looked upon well with their question. Or they say, you know, ten minutes after they leave, that you know, or the day after they leave, oh man, I wish I could have asked them this. So I put something on my homepage called Ask Eric. And basically you just, you put in a question, it goes directly to my email. And then I do my best to get back to you as soon as possible with either the answer, if not a resource to where you can find the answer. Incredible. That's such a good idea because yeah, I feel like, you know, there's so many times that you have all these questions in your mind and you just don't get them out and they come later. So to be able to ask that whenever that's uh, that's fantastic. So thanks again, Eric, for coming on. And I hope to get you on in the future as well. I want to hear about how everything's going with that app and, uh, you know, get some more valuable insight to share with my listeners. So thanks again. Absolutely. This has been fun. Thanks for the opportunity, Brent. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on just like Eric did today to share some valuable sites with uh valuable insights with my listeners, uh, please go to top100interviews.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thank you so much, Eric. Thanks, guys. Catch you on the next one. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. 
One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high-ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.